0: this is not the small print of the gospel, this is not some hidden message in scripture. Jesus made it very clear that a decision to follow was a decision to die, to surrender everything to him. And so Jesus turns to the crowd and he turns to you and me and he asks the one question that will ultimately define our lives. Are you a fan or a follower?
1: ever seen those car commercials where a guy's like got this like really bright suit on and he's like really loud and obnoxious and he's like shouting at you he's like come on down we'll sell a car to anybody and then you look at the fine print at the bottom of the screen and by anybody really they mean anybody that can pass their credit check or have you ever seen like the cell phone commercials where they're trying to sell a new cell phone or a cell phone plan and you're like oh that's my carrier and so you go down to the store to get it and all of a sudden they tell you, well, you don't qualify for that particular plan. Only certain people get that, and you're not one of them. You know, in our society, so often it seems like the word anybody doesn't really mean anybody. It just means certain people. There's qualifications, there's a catch, there's a little bit of fine print that you need to read. And that's pretty sad that we live in a society where the word anybody doesn't mean anybody, and that's what I want to talk to you about this morning as we continue this series called Not a Fan. Now, in case you weren't with us last week, basically we looked at how Jesus had these huge crowds that were following him, but he could care less about having a big crowd. He was really only concerned about who was true followers. See, he had a lot of fans that were there in the crowd, and he didn't care about the fans. He didn't want fans because the fans were just there for themselves the fans they were wanting the miracles and they were wanting what Jesus could do for them they didn't want a relationship with Jesus Jesus wanted people that said no 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 I'm going to follow you Jesus and I'm all in man I'm giving you all my heart all my mind all my soul all my strength you've got all of me and so this whole series is really about the difference between what does it mean to be a fan of Jesus and what does it mean to be a follower of Jesus and maybe you picked up on this, maybe you didn't, but there are many, many people that call themselves Christians that actually aren't. They're, they're just fans. You know, they, they like to come to church on Sunday mornings, you know, they drop a couple bucks in the offering bucket, uh, maybe say an occasional prayer before a meal, but that's not what Christianity's is about. That, that's a part of it, but there's much more to it than just that. And Jesus is looking for followers, not just people that are, are fans. And he makes it very, very clear in Scripture what it means to be a follower. So if you got a Bible and you're following along this morning, turn to Luke chapter 9, verse 23. That's sort of our main verse for this particular series. Hopefully you're starting to memorize this particular verse. If you don't have a Bible, that's okay. It's there on your outline. Also, you can follow along on our new app if you go to uversion.com, the Bible app there. You can go to live events. You can look up exponentialchurch.tv, or you can put in Harrisburg, any one of Harrisburg's zip codes. And right there on your smartphone, you can follow along with everything that I'm saying here this morning. So if you want to do that, you can do that as well. So Luke 9 23, let's all say this together. If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. Again, I want you to memorize that verse because it's so packed with which is rich stuff that we need to learn for our lives here in 2013. In fact, today I'm only going to concentrate on one single word in that entire verse, and it's the word anyone. I want to see how does that apply to us. There's, there's really four things that we need to know as we look at this verse. So, again, if you're taking notes there on your outline, the first thing is this. That when you read this and Jesus says, if anyone would come after me, he's first of all saying that, number one, anyone is welcome. Anyone is welcome. You know, again, many times in our day and time, the deals that we read about or we see on TV, they have the little bit of fine print and there's a catch to it. But when Jesus said anyone, he literally meant, anyone. And this would have been shocking for the Jews in his time that he meant anyone could be one of his followers. I actually talked about this a couple months ago in a series that we did called Maverick. If you weren't here with us uh, for that series, I'll just recap sort of some of the things we talked about. For the rest of you, this will just be a good reminder of some of the things that we talked about. And if you remember, for those of you that were here, we said that every little boy in Jesus' time. Wanted to grow up not to be a football player, not to be an astronaut, not to be a doctor or a lawyer. Every little boy's dream was to grow up to be, who remembers? A rabbi, right. What's a rabbi? Well, a rabbi is a teacher of God's law. That was their dream. Every boy wanted to do that. And so what they would have to do is go through a school type of system that's actually quite similar to ours. There was three levels to it. We have uh, elementary school and middle school and then high school. They had something similar, but instead of learning their ABCs and 1, two threes, they were learning what we would call the Old Testament of the Bible. Now, the other thing that made this school quite different than our school system is at the end of every level, it wasn't like guaranteed you were going to go on to the next one. So every little boy went through what we would call elementary school, but at the end of it, only the best of the best of the best got to go to the next level. Most of the kids were told, look, it's obvious that you love God, but you're just not good enough, you're not smart enough, so go home, learn your family trade, You know, maybe fishing or farming or being a stonemason or being in construction, go home and learn your family trade, but you're just not cut out to be a rabbi. And so only the best of the best got to go to that next level. And then only the best of the best of that would get to go to the final level. And then once you got done that level, you then would go to a famous rabbi that was living there in your area. And you would basically get down on your hands and knees and you would beg, please, can I be your Talmudim? And that's going to be there on your outline for you. Talmudim means a student or a disciple of a rabbi. That, that's what you wanted to do. You, you wanted to, to follow a rabbi. I mean, that was your, your passion. You, you would consider it an honor if a rabbi would accept you. And the thing was, you didn't want to just learn from your rabbi. You wanted to become like your rabbi. You hear the difference there? You didn't just want to learn a, a bunch of intellectual stuff. No, you wanted to become exactly like your rabbi. Now think of this from a, a rabbi's perspective if these students want to become like you that means they're going to be representing you to the rest of the community that basically anytime they see one of your students they're saying oh that's what rabbi so-and-so is all about that's what he teaches that's how he lives that's what he does so you can see as a rabbi you'd have to be very very careful about who you would allow to be one of your students they were very very cautious they were very very selective in fact It'd be sort of like this. You know how today it's like really hard to get into Harvard. I mean, if you don't have a 4.0 GPA, if you don't have a perfect score on your SATs, you might as well not even apply. And even then, if you have a 4.0 and a perfect score, that doesn't guarantee you're going to make it to Harvard. So it's, it's a very, very select company. And that's how it was for these little boys. They would beg these rabbis, please, can, can I be one of your Talmudim? And the rabbis would grill them. I mean, absolutely grill them to make sure that do they know God's word? Do do they know, you know, basic doctrinal types of things? In fact, one of the things rabbis would do is they may say, okay, quote this entire book of the Bible to me. Now, I said to you earlier about memorizing just that one scripture, and many of you looked at me like, oh, I can't memorize anything. These little boys literally had the entire Old Testament of the Bible memorized, in order to be considered as a Talmudim. And and the rabbi might ask questions like, okay, in Leviticus chapter 11, how many times is the word Lord used? And these boys, they had to know it instantly. And, and they would just quiz and quiz and quiz and quiz on all these things. So only the very best of the best of the best got chosen. Jesus comes along, and Jesus is a rabbi, but he messed up the whole system. Because now instead of students coming and begging that please can I be one of your Talmudim, Jesus going around, he's just tapping ordinary, everyday people on the shoulder saying, Hey, you, come, follow me. I want you to be my student. This was shocking to the people. In fact, the sort of the straw that broke the camel's back, so to speak, was when Jesus tapped on the shoulder one of the despised tax collectors of his day and time. Kai Eidelman, who's the author of Not a Fan, is going to share a little bit more about this story. Watch this.
0: When Jesus said to Matthew, follow me, he was making it clear that his invitation to follow is not just for the religious elite or for the morally upright, for those who have their lives together. His invitation is for all of us who are hiding some stains, Jesus said, anyone who would come after me must deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. Anyone. Anyone is a pretty inclusive word. Anyone can follow Jesus. Anyone who's ever thought to themselves, I've gone too far, my stain is too big. Anyone who's ever laid awake at night and said, I can't believe what I've done. Anyone who's ever looked in the mirror and said to themselves, I can't believe what I've become, anyone can follow.
1: So the, these crowds are, are, are following Jesus, and, and they're seeing the people that Jesus is tapping on the shoulder. And they've got to be thinking, are you kidding me? These are a bunch of nobodies. I mean, those four guys over there, they're they're fishermen, and and that guy, he's a political hothead, and that's a despised tax collector. What is Jesus doing picking all these nobodies? But then I think all of a sudden it probably dawned on him. Wait a second. If Jesus chose people like that, maybe he would choose somebody like me. And hopefully this morning through what I've shared and what you just heard Kyle say, It's starting to dawn on you that when Jesus says anybody, that includes you. And there's no small print. There's no catch to it. There's no qualifications to it. When Jesus says anybody, he means you and he means me. You don't have to be a religious elite. You don't have to have the whole Bible memorized. Jesus says you can follow me. You don't have to just be a fan sort of on the sidelines. No, you can actually be a follower. Now, here's the implications of that. Number two there on your outline is this, that anyone means everyone. And I think this is where sometimes we get caught sort of in the transition from being a fan to a follower. Because we like the the thought of Jesus would accept me and Jesus would accept my friends that are like me. But yet, if we're all honest, I think we have a, at least an unwritten little list in our minds of people that we don't think that God would accept. Again, it's this unwritten list of, well, God God wouldn't have somebody like them in his kingdom. I mean, it, it could be a, a sin that they're involved in that you look at and you say, there, there's no way or. It could be the way they look or the the way that they dress or the way that they talk. It may be the way that they vote or, you know, the amount of money that they have or don't have. There's all these little things that we sort of put qualifications on people and we say, well, the kingdom's for everybody except for people like that. But listen, when Jesus says, if anyone would come after me, anyone means everyone. And that doesn't always make us feel comfortable. But anyone means everyone. Jesus got rid of all the qualifications, which leads us to point three then. The no qualifications means that I have no excuses. See, when Jesus invited anyone to follow him, he didn't just break down the barriers that kept so many people from learning more about God. No, he broke down all the barriers and the excuses of why they couldn't follow God. See, up until that time, the people could say, you know, these little boys and and the men could say, well, I can't be a follower of a rabbi because... I flunked out of rabbi school. I was told I wasn't good enough. I was told I wasn't smart enough. So I, I can't follow a rabbi. And, and women in that day, they didn't even have the opportunity to even have the chance to do it. But now Jesus comes along and he's tapping anyone and he's tapping everyone. And he says, look, anyone who will follow after me. So he's, he's eliminating all the excuses And I wonder this morning, what is your excuse? What is your excuse for continuing to maybe be a fan instead of being a follower? Think about that. What is keeping you from going to the next level in your relationship with Christ? What's keeping you from taking that next step that we talk about all the time? See, again, fans, they, they just want to be comfortable. They want things to be convenient for them. They, they want to show up one Sunday and you know clap their hands to the music for a little bit and put in their religious duty and check off the box that, yeah, I was in church today and, man, I, I said a couple prayers this week for some people and maybe one day I actually read a devotional and, wow, I must be really, really, really good. But that's just being a fan. Again, a, a follower... If you're following your rabbi Jesus, it's not to just know more about Him, it's to become like Him. Where you get to the point where you're like, Jesus, wherever you go, I'll go. Whatever you say, I'm going to say. Whatever you do is the things I'm going to do. That's what it means to be a follower. It's not sort of just... Living your life the way you want to live your life and that Jesus is sort of just tagging along for the ride. No, that means he would be following you. What we're talking about here this morning is that you are to follow Jesus. We talked about it last week. He wants you all in 100 percent, not not partially all of you. But, yeah, we have excuses, don't we? We'll, We'll come up with things. We'll say, well, I just don't have the time. You know, I'm busy at work. Uh, I'm busy working on my marriage or, you know, my, my kids or my grandkids. They've got activities that I've got to go to. So, you know, I, I can't put more time into, into following Jesus. Or we'll say, man, you know, the the way the economy is right now, I had to take a second job so that I could make ends meet. And I can't follow Jesus. So we'll come up with all these excuses and that, we, we come up with excuses sometimes about our past. And that, that's the reason we say that we can't follow Christ. You know, we're, we're ashamed of, of something that we've done. Something that we did. We think that there, there's you know, no way that Jesus would want me to be his follower. And that's our excuse. But again, when Jesus says anyone, he literally means Anyone. See, he doesn't want to just forgive you of your sins. He wants to give you a brand new life. So I don't care what you do. You've been in prison. I don't care. Anyone means anyone. You have a sexual past that you're ashamed of. I don't care. Anyone means anyone. You've had financial trouble. You've had financial difficulties. You've gone bankrupt. You know, you've lost a house. It doesn't matter. Anyone means anyone. Maybe you're an addict, you know pornography or drugs or alcohol, and either you, you wrestle with that in the past or maybe you're dealing with that even right now. Anyone means anyone. There are no excuses. Again, not only does he want to forgive you, he wants to give you a brand new life. He says all the old is gone and the new has come. He gives you a, a fresh start. Now, let me be very clear here this morning as we talk about this, that there's a difference, though, between accepting things and approving of things. Because, see, what what Jesus wants us to do is not only not have excuses for ourselves, but he wants us to make sure that we're not, like, trying to exclude others and have excuses of why they can't make it in. But, again, anyone means everyone. And so we're to accept Everybody without necessarily approving of what's happening. You know, we're going to have people that walk through the doors that, that come in here that you're going to be like, whoa. We don't have to condone what they do. We don't have to approve of what they're doing, but we do need to accept every single person and show them that, look, God loves you, and he's got a better plan for your life than what you're doing right now. We need to show them the same love and grace and the mercy that Jesus showed to us so we accept all so here's a good question for you to ask yourself what do you do when you get around people who are far from god how how do you react see fans they, they want to get away from that. They, they don't like the messiness of sin. And so they're like, I need to, to get away. I, I, I don't want to have anything to do with it. It makes them very uncomfortable. And, and when they do have to be around it for whatever reason, they, they keep the, the conversations very shallow with, with those types of people. And they make sure that everything is, is making me feel comfortable in this situation followers on the other hand they jump right into the midst of the messiness and they want to hear the the stories of sin they want to hear the story of brokenness again not to 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 make it glamorous in any way but so that they can understand the person better and so that they can show them that look god loves you and jesus wants to forgive you and there is a better way to be doing this and it's all about making the other person feel comfortable and, and feel welcome and feel accepted And, yeah, if it's not convenient for me or or if it doesn't make me comfortable, it's not about me. It's all about them and and loving them into the kingdom. So, again, there's another great diagnostic tool to figure out, am I a fan or am I a follower? Number four, then. It's anyone, but it's everything. Again, we talked about this last week when we talked about being all in for Jesus. See, when Jesus made the invitation for anyone to follow, he also made it clear that following meant giving up everything. Think about these boys that they made it all the way through these schools, and they went to a famous rabbi, and they said, please, could I be one of your Talmudim? And when the rabbi said, all right, let me put you through this test and stuff, if they made it through that and the the rabbi said, okay, be one of my followers, Think about what an honor that was. And and what they would do is they would literally drop everything. They would leave family. They would leave friends. They would leave careers. They would leave everything behind in order to be a follower. And, And literally, they would go wherever the rabbi went. The rabbi decided that he was going to go to the market. Guess what? There was this group of Talmudim following behind follow him into the market if he decided you know what i'm going over to another town guess what they would follow him to the other town if he decided i'm going to visit someone that was sick they would go and visit the sick again they didn't want to just know the things that the rabbi knew they wanted to become like the rabbi i shared this with you during the maverick series that we we know that in that day and time, they would actually follow the rabbi to the bathroom. Why? Because they were so afraid that in the midst of the rabbi going to the bathroom that he may utter some type of prayer, that they didn't want to miss out on it. They wanted to hear, what does a rabbi pray when he's sitting on the crapper? They wanted to become like the rabbi. And that meant following him anywhere he went. It wasn't just this, oh, I'm going to show up to the rabbi's house one hour every Sunday. It was literally following him 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. And now think about Jesus. When Jesus tapped the disciples on the shoulder and said, follow me. We think, wow, that was easy. I mean, these other kids, they had to go through all these things. It must have been easy for the disciples. No, it was actually harder. You know why? Because they knew that to follow a rabbi meant giving up everything and doing whatever he did. You know what Jesus did? Jesus decided he was going to be homeless. So guess what that meant for them? They were going to be homeless. When Jesus decided, you know what, I'm going to hang out with sinful people, guess what that meant for them? They had to get in the midst of the messiness and follow. When Jesus decided that, you know what, I'm not going to flee in the face of persecution, guess what it meant for them? That they were going to be persecuted for their faith. See, again, it's the exact same thing for you today. Following Jesus isn't a Sunday-only thing. It's 24/7, 365. And you follow Him wherever he goes. And again, you do what He does, and you say what He wants you to say. You follow. That's the difference between a fan and a follower. Fans just want to show up for the show. They want what Jesus can do for them. Followers want to know Jesus in a deep, intimate way. And the only way you can do that is to spend time with one another. To constantly be together. So again, let me ask you, are you a fan or are you a follower? Jesus, the the greatest teacher ever, is tapping you on the shoulder saying, Follow me, follow me. but again realize following Jesus means it's not going to be comfortable. It's not always going to be convenient. It's not always going to be the way life the way you want life to be. Jesus said, "In this world, you will have trouble. sometimes he's going to be the one leading you right into it. But you know why he does that? It's in the midst of, of, of that, that, that we truly grow in our faith. See, it's easy to say, oh, I'm a follower of Jesus when everything's going well. It's only when your faith is tested do you know, am I truly following or not? You know, Kai says something great in the book. He says, so often you hear people say, you need to put Jesus first place in your life. And then, you know, your spouse is number two and your kids are number three. And, you know, then you have your friends and your work and your church. And, you know, they all fit in there somewhere below that. And he, he he makes a great point. He's like, you know what? Jesus doesn't want anybody else to even be in the race. He doesn't even want there to be a second place. He wants everything and all of you that your spouse and your kids and your work and your friends and your church... They, They don't even show up on the radar. He is your all and all. And in the midst of that, when you seek him first, his kingdom and his righteousness, then all the other things will be given to you. You can have your cake and eat it too. But yet we so often get it all messed up. And we don't prioritize the right way. So again, Jesus offered to you this morning is to be his follower. But look at the scripture one more time. Luke 9, 23. If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. The offer is for anyone and everyone. There's no qualifications. There's no excuses. But realize it will cost you everything. Everything. Jesus isn't looking for fans. He wants followers. Followers who understand that without forgiveness, or without forgiveness, we need repentance, and that there's no salvation without surrender, that there's no life without death, that there's no believing without following. So what's your choice this morning? Fan or follower? Let's pray. Jesus, thank you um, for these profound words that you give to us there in, in Luke nine twenty three. Lord, I, I pray that we would commit these words to memory, not so that we have head knowledge of just something that you said, but so that we can truly understand what these words mean and start to apply them to our lives. That thank you that, that you do accept us and you do welcome us into a relationship with you, And you do want to forgive us of all of our sins and give us a a fresh start. We have absolutely no excuses why we can't be your follower. But, Lord, help us also to realize that there's a second part to that verse, which says that we need to deny ourselves and we need to take up our own cross on a daily basis and follow after you. Not deny ourselves, take up our cross and come to church on Sunday. But you called us to follow you 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. So, Lord, I pray that this morning your spirit has been convicting all of us of where are we at in our relationship with you? Are we a fan or are we a follower? And if, Lord, we're not where we want to be, that that we truly desire to, to be a follower, help us to take the next steps that we each individually need to take in order to get there. For some of us, it's repenting of a a sin that we're involved in. For others of us, it may be breaking off a a relationship that's not healthy in our lives right now. For others of us, it it may be reprioritizing the the way we spend our time or the way that we spend our money. Lord, whatever it is, help us to make a commitment to you right now that we're going to be obedient to you, that we're truly going to follow after you with all of our heart, with all of our mind, with all of our soul, with all of our strength. Lord, help us to, in the midst of that, let other people know that God loves them and that they're accepted. Help us to dive into the midst of the messiness of sin to to help you rescue people from out of that so that they can have a brand new life in the same way that you've given us a brand new life. God, thank you so much for who you are and all that you're doing in us and through us and through this particular series. God, we thank you for Kai Eidelman, and we pray a blessing on him this morning for the the work that he put into this Not A Fan book and this Not A Fan series. And Lord, I pray for his church and, and the city that he's reaching, that they would dive into the messiness. And redeem that city in the same way we're trying to redeem Harrisburg and the surrounding areas. God, thank you for using us, little old us, that you've tapped on the shoulder and said, come, follow me to make a difference for you. I ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.